Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. This is Drive Time on a Tuesday afternoon. It is now time for Market View. We are having a look at movements in the markets, of course. And, uh, well, Tian Tian will have a recap first of what happened during the day. Yes, so if you look at the Singapore market, stocks rose today following gains in the US and Europe. The Straits Times Index was up 0.2% in early trade to 3,268 points. Some 34 million securities changed hands. Now, off to the closing numbers right now. The benchmark STI closed down 0.02%. We are looking at 3,262 points. In terms of value turnover, that's $1.4 billion. Gainers trailed losers 273 versus 279. Top advances for today, Jardin Cycle and Carriage, AV Jennings and Propnex. Now, top decliners, meanwhile, New Incorporation USD, AEM USD and JMH USD. Investors continued to sift through a number of earnings reports out earlier in the week, including uh, those from a property and hospitality company, UOL Group. Now, the group reported Yesterday, a 44% drop in net profit for the second half of the year ended December. Now, another company to watch would be Golden Agri Resources because uh, the palm oil company reported today earnings of 392 million US dollars for the half year ended December. Lots to watch. And joining us on the line is Oriano Liza, sales trader at CMC Markets. Well, Oriano, welcome to the show. Hi, Tian Tian. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Hey, great. And Oriano, maybe let's start with the Singapore stock market market as usual. How did the STI fare today and which are the levels to watch? Yeah, sure. So I think the, it, was, it was relatively uh, range-bound. It's a little it's a little tenuous just with um, obviously following U.S. markets mm-hmm. from uh, previous days trading. So it hasn't it hasn't quite found um, a any sort of key uh, you know definitive direction. Looking at a support level of around thirty two sixty six and a resistance level of thirty three thirty, uh, we might get a bit more of an indication as to where the market will be going later in the week. Mm. And uh, looking at the biggest movers, Oriano, any surprises? there? Uh, outside of the top two, which were uh, uh, Jadine, but I did have a look at Wilmar, which I was quite intrigued about. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, it looks like they've rebounded with some renewed optimism yeah. um, following some uh, year, year results and also an announcement that uh, their their chairman, Kwok Kun Hong, just purchased uh, around 535,000 shares mm-hmm. in the company. So increasing his stakes there to 13.13% um, and just looking to reassure investors uh, along with sort of those uh, rising commodity prices. Right, and uh, zooming in on some of the companies to watch, Oriano, property and hospitality company UOL Group, uh, reporting there a 44% fall in net profit. We're looking at $120 million for the second half year ended December. Full-year earnings, though, were still up 60%. So how would you read into the numbers then? Yeah, sort of some conflicting numbers there. But again, uh, that's sort of in line with the wider the wider market. My initial thoughts um, surrounding UOL and the wider property market is that the natural inflationary environment is obviously going to be uh, going to be impacting them so the cost of existing and new projects that they will be launching will be um, naturally hit with higher financing costs um, but some of the, some of the, I guess the wins for for the company um, hotel operations for an increase in revenue so mm. this is in line with the uh, you know reopening and also um, a lot more uptick in travel. 
from an investment standpoint for any shareholders out there as well, there's been an increased announcement of dividends from 15 cents per share to 18 cents per share. So the company does have, um, you know, equity to pay back to its investors. And naturally, uh, you know, a talking point right now uh, just on the street is the rental prices. So they'll continue to uh, remain at elevated levels, which is a positive sign to the developer and its uh, established um, projects. Mm. And, uh, well, Oriano, looking at that performance for UOL Group and comparing that against other players in the property industry like Hobie Land and Cinemas Land, how do you think uh, UOL fed? Uh, relatively okay, actually. Um, so, yeah, look, looking at uh, the comparisons, uh, like you mentioned there, uh, with Hobie and Cinemas, um, I think maybe the the biggest takeaway was, um, or the biggest standout was that both Cinemas and Hobie had mm. some overseas operations, uh, which seemed to seem to do relatively well, especially with Cinemas Land. So yeah. they, they went they went into Indonesia um, and the BDS projects and Aeon Mall projects. Their, their occupancy levels increased substantially. On top of that, they also did have a sell-off of a UK development arm, Horse Ferry, which generated around eighty-seven point seven million um, in revenue. Uh, on top of that, it was quite a strategic investment um, mm. from cinemas because um, we've seen uh, we've seen actually with commodities prices booming, um, the Indonesian government and GDP uh, just really sort of rise um, with and also with the ge- geopolitical tensions as well. So they were a chief benefactor of the, uh, I guess you know, outperforming Indonesian uh, government. Mm, and I believe the shares were up some ten uh, percent at some point in time today as well, right, for Cinemas Land. Yeah, exactly. So, they, so, so those those numbers are feeding through to the share price, which is which is naturally promising. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and back to Hobie, you were asking about as well. Um, they did have some investments in London, which which a little sort of dragged down on the uh, bottom line for them. But um, they did manage to offset some of that with some investments in, right. in Sentosa Cove, which generated around four hundred million in sales for the company. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Oriano Liza, sales trader at CMC Markets. Well, Oriano, Sam Marine also making the news today, reporting that a narrower net loss of $118 million for the second half of 2022. What do you think this recovery story is looking like for the offshore and marine industry here? So if we stick with Semarine, I think what we're what we're seeing is they, they they recently had a rights issue, so that might be coming to fruition as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that would reassure investors for sure. I think there's so many variable um, factors uh, in, in in the offshore marine industry. One of which is the uh, rising commodity prices. So we've seen we've seen oil break through around eighty dollars a barrel, which it's potentially a good and bad thing, but would increase operating costs. Mm. Um, but in terms of uh, a, a sort of business generation, we're seeing uh, the reopening of waterways and cross-border trade obviously will be helping some of those projects get off the ground. And with some announcements from the larger energy uh, companies, your Shell and BPs of the world, um, they are looking to uh, inject some of those cash piles that they do have into some renewable operations. So we may see that filter through uh, in, into the offshore industry as well. Mm, right. Right, and Oriano, before we move off to the US, I just want to very quickly take a look at Golden Agri Resources. Well, 21.5% on-year increase in earnings for the second half. What does this say about the commodity sector right now? Yeah, I think it's in a, it's in a fairly good state. I think it's going to be a tale of two halves. 
So um, at the moment, tighter supply chains could lead to increased uh, pricing or performance in commodities, specifically to gold and agri. I know, Tian you touched on uh, the palm oil price. Now, that's, that has had a really good run of late. Um, mm. So I think that has really impacted that bottom line for gold and agri. Um, some concerns around inflation um, and dollar strength mm-hmm. would, would need to be looked at from a commodities perspective with all yeah. commodities naturally denominated in USD. If the Fed continues to raise uh, to continues to raise rates, we might see a little bit weakening of uh, the, the commodity sector. Mm-hmm. Um, drilling down a little bit further, um, some of the metals industries uh, will be heavily re- relying on the success and production yeah. levels of China. Mm-hmm. So that reopening, um, uh, the reopening campaign, which is well yeah. underway in China, we will see a flow through to metals production and infrastructure building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we will see the first six months with some sort of demand concerns, pent-up right. demand concerns, where the following six, we may flip to the supply becoming more prominent. Mm. And before we let you go, Oriano, we must take a look at this headline. Elon Musk, again, the richest man on earth as shares search 100%. We're talking about Tesla shares here from its low in January. But at the same time, Elon Musk was sued yesterday by shareholders of Tesla for overstating the effectiveness and safety of uh, its autopilot technology. So do you think Musk's moment in the sun is going to be short-lived? Uh, it's an interesting topic to talk about, isn't it, uh, Mr. Musk? But I think he, uh, look, I think he, there's one thing we have to admire, and that is his resilience. Look, <laughs> he's, he's come back from, uh, you know, being one of the richest men. He also holds the mantle of, of being one of the, uh, uh, the, the, the gentleman uh, who lost the most money individually yes. uh, back in 2008. So um, I think there's a little bit more certainty surrounding it. A lot of mm. the uh, turmoil uh, was surrounding the Twitter acquisition, which didn't really reassure investors on mm-hmm. his focus on Tesla. So I think we did see that impact the share price. Um, some other things to be wary about is the uh, price war that the electronic vehicle yeah. industry is coming under. Uh, so he'll need to make sure that he's competitive in that space. And the recent headline regarding, um, you know, obviously him being sued there is not that reassuring. But last but not least, uh, the um, a recent announcement that he has made some uh, inroads in terms of recruitment for his open AI chat GBT program. Mm. So right. the diversification is taking place um, across his empire. So it may still see him um, at the top of those uh, those wealth rankings for a little while to come. All right, so time will tell. Thanks very much, Oriano. That was Oriano Liza, sales trader at CMC Markets. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.